0: So welcome to Exodus 19, excuse me, with your host Richard Massey. I pray that you guys are having a blessed Sabbath, and I pray also that whatever you and your family are going through, that God helps you to get through it. So last week we talked about the new covenant. I tried to explain to you how uh, it wasn't just Joshua dying on the cross, but it was literally something that he was going to do different with the same, uh, with the same product, which is the law. That's that's what I'm trying to prove today. So today I want to extend that through the Passover, because in growing up in Christianity, a lot of times I uh, looked at Easter and even the weekly, whenever our church did it, we did what we call communion, but. I just want to read some things to you and maybe uh, have you um, look into some things. And maybe uh, get a different understanding to what what I'm trying to say. So we're not going to prolong this. Let's get started. So if we turn to Matthew, Matthew 21, Matthew 21. Let's read Matthew 21, 21. I mean, Matthew 21. It says, And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem, and were come to Bethphage, unto the Mount of Olives, then sent Yahshua two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway ye shall find an ass tied, and a colt with her. Loose them, which is untie them, and bring them unto me, and if any man shall aught so say all unto you, ye shall say, Adam I have need of them, and straightway he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy king cometh unto thee, meek sitting upon an ass, and a colt, the fold of an ass. So one thing I wanted to point out in, in these five verses is uh a couple of things, and this will be used down the line. He was drawing, uh, verse one says, and when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem, right? And then I want to also go to, and and they also came upon, upon Mount Olives. So that's the two key words I want to point out, Jerusalem and Mount, Mount Olives. All right. So let's go to twenty-one six. And the disciples went and did as Yeshua commanded them, and brought the ass and the colt, and put them, and put them their clothes, and they set set them thereon. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way; others cut down branches from the trees and straw them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, "Hosanna, the Son of David!" Blessed is he that cometh in the name of Adonai, Hosanna in the highest. And when he was coming to Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? So that's the point. That's This is what I wanted to read. And those are the two key words I wanted to point out. And they might not be for today, but I just wanted to put those in your head. Jerusalem and Mount Olives. Okay. So let's go down to Matthews 24, 1, because I'm just going through the book of Matthews and I'm trying to point out some things. So in between Matthews 21 and 24, obviously, there's a lot of stories that Yahshua had with different people on the along the way to explain his ministry and, and, and prophesy of the future with these different stories. And then we get to uh, Matthew 24, and we're going to start here. Okay. um, So I'm going in Matthews to prove a point. Okay. So Matthews 24, one, it says, and Yahshua went out and departed from the temple and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Yahshua said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I said unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? So let's go down to Matthews 26 and 1. So we was in Matthews 21, and then we went to Matthews 24, and now we go to Matthews 26. And it came to pass when Yahshua had finished all these sayings, because again, he was, you know, giving different parables to different people. And he said unto his disciples, you know that after two days is the feast of the Passover. So he's about to die. And in the Christian religion, we would call this uh, having communion, right? But Yeshua is calling it the Passover, which is related to the Old Testament, which brings the point of the law. Three of the, one of the three feasts that they were supposed to have throughout the year it was a high day. But you can see in Matthew 26, 2 that Yahshua Jesus calls this the Passover. He says "Into we we're gonna say two again. And ye and ye know that after two days is the Passover of ye know that after two days is the feast of the Passover, and the Son of Man is betrayed to be crucified then assembled together the chief priests and the scribes and the elders of the people unto the place of the high priest who was called Caiaphas, And consulted they that they might take Yahshua by subtly and kill him. But they said, not on the feast day. This is a pretty big day. We're not going to do this right now. Lest there be an uproar among the people. So Matthew 26 and 16. It says, and from that time, he sought opportunity to betray him. And this is talking about Judas at the time. He says, now the first day of the feast of the unleavened bread. So what is the other name of the Passover? Unleavened bread. Talking about the bread and how it was made back in the Old Testament when they had to get out of Egypt fast, he said. Don't let this bread puff up, uh, make it flat. And this is where we also at communion we get the flat wafer from, unleavened bread without arising to it, just a flat bread. So they also called the Passover unleavened bread, the feast of the unleavened bread. Now the first day of the feast of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Yeshua saying unto him, "Where where wilt thou that we prepare thee? to eat the Passover. So it's the same thing. So in Matthew 21, they were asking him uh, about the animals that he's supposed to ride in on. Now they're asking him, so where are we setting up to have the Passover or the Feast of Unleavened Bread? Where, Where are we setting up at? And he said, Yahshua said this to them, go into the city to such a man and say unto him, the master said, my time is at hand I will keep the Passover at thy house with my disciples. And I said last week, and you might say, well, you know, Yeshua or Jesus is still alive. He didn't die on the cross yet. Um, So that's why he's keeping it to fulfill it. And then after he dies on the cross, it would be abolished. It would be over with. But okay, let's let's go with that. The The master said. My time is at hand, I will keep the Passover at thy house with, thy, with my disciples. And the disciples did as Yahshua had appointed them, and they made, and they made ready the Passover. And this is the famous picture that you see when everybody's at the table. Now, I always associated this with having communion, the Last Supper. Right? But you see, Yahshua is honoring this. He's not dismissing it again, you could say, because he hasn't died on the cross yet. Okay, that's that's where we go with that. Now, when the evening was come, because see, the Passover, to my knowledge, is Friday at 6 p.m. is a new day. Like in Genesis, it says, in the morning and the evening was the first day. So the evening, the Passover is being set up. The evening is about to approach. Passover is about to start, right? He sat down with the 12. because some things that they write, you like, you read it, but you just keep going straight through it because you're like, well, that must mean X, y, and Z, but okay, it was that even. This is the time of the day it was. Be yeah, it. Was 6 p.m.. Let me see. Uh, 27. And he took the cup and he gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, "Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament." or the new covenant. This is where it ties in with last week. So if you missed last week, go back and look at the new covenant and it can tie in to this one, okay? Because that's where I wanted to get to. It says, which is shed for many for the remissions of sin. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it New with you in my Father's kingdom, and when they had, and when they had uh, sung a hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. All right. So, what is my what is my key point with Jerusalem, and what is my key point with the Mount of Olives? Uh, the Mount of Olives. I think we will go deeper into that at another time. I want to run into these subjects at the appointed time like when this when this, when their time comes up but Jerusalem part is uh going to be uh explained now because remember in Exodus when they were first coming out of Egypt they went through the whole wilderness you know the story they didn't really have a place god told them i'm going to choose a place amongst one of the pieces of land that you guys uh inherit but I don't know where I'm going to put it at yet. And to back that up, we're going to go to Deuteronomy 16.1. Deuteronomy 16.1. and it says, "Observe the month of Abib, and keep the Passover unto Adonai thy Elohim, for in the month of Abib, Adonai thy Elohim brought forth brought thee forth out of Egypt by night." So that's the unleavened bread. We hurried up. We didn't let it. We just got something to eat and rolled out. Thou shalt therefore sacrifice the Passover unto Adonai thy Elohim of the flock and of the herd. In the place which Adonai shall choose to place his name there. So he didn't choose a place yet. Right? He didn't choose a place yet. He says, and then we're going to drop down to this. Deuteronomy 16, 6, 6 and 7, it says, but at the place which Adonai thy Elohim shall choose to place his name in, there thou shalt sacrifice the Passover at even, again, even, at the going down of the sun, at the season that thou camest forth out of Egypt. So you can see how important this is to him. Right? Seven, he says, and thou shalt roast and eat, eat it in the place which the Adonai, thy Elohim, shall choose, and thou shalt turn in the morning and go unto thy tent. This is very important to him for us to set this mark because it is uh it, it signifies all about the exile out of Egypt. And again in 19 when he said, I bore you on eagle's wings, right? So in 16, we see that he does not have an actual place that he wants to set up. Not yet, right? So let's go to 2 Chronicles 30. 2 Chronicles 30 and 1. It says, and Hezekiah sent to all Israel and Judah and wrote letters also to Ephraim and Manasseh, because they was on the other side of uh, Jordan, that they should come to the house of Adonai, at now he makes a decision at Jerusalem. And this is just like we said in Matthew 21, 24, and I think in 26. To keep the Passover unto Adonai Elohim of Israel. For the king had taken counsel and his princes and all the congregation in Egypt and Jerusalem to keep the Passover in the second month, the month Abid. For they could not keep it at that time, because the priests had not had not uh, sanctified themselves significantly, neither had the people gathered themselves together to Jerusalem, and the thing pleased and that and the thing pleased the king and all the congregation, so they established a decree to make a proclamation throughout all Israel from Bathsheba Bathsheba unto Dan. That they should come to keep the Passover unto Yash- Adonai Elohim of Israel at Jerusalem, for they had not done it of a long time in such sort as it is written. So we see in Matthew's that Yashua traveled to Jerusalem. He had his animals already that he was going to ride in on set aside. He had his room that he had, was going to perform the communion, or you want to say Passover, or you want to say the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which most Christians do, but they don't call it the Passover, and they don't call it the Feast of Unleavened Bread. They call it communion. Where does communion come from? That's one of the words that the Bible does not, it doesn't even mention that word. So, so let's go back to Hebrews 8 and 6. We read this last week, and hopefully, this will tie in, and then we'll be out of here. It says, But now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry, by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant, a better testimony, which was established upon better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. For finding fault with them, not with the law, finding fault with man, right? Behold, the days come, says says Adonai, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. So he's not finding fault with the law to take it away. And this is uh, Paul saying this. He's finding fault with the people, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers, the people's fathers, our forefathers, Right. He says, uh, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they continued not in my covenant. The people kept breaking, kept divorcing, kept fornicating against the covenant that they promised in Exodus 19. And I regarded them not, said Adonai, I'm still trying to hold on to my wife. Right. Let's go to 10. Hebrews eight ten. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith Adonai. This is my new plan with the same concept, but we're just going to change it. I will put my laws in their minds and I will write them in their hearts and I will be to them an Elohim and they shall be to me a people. So we're almost done. We're just going to do Hebrews 12 and then I'm out your face. And you get a chance to ponder on this, or you get a chance to fight it, but you can't say, I didn't tell you, right? Hebrews 12, 21. This is just plain. I'm not going to get, oh, I'm just going to read what we see here. And so terrible was the sight that Moshe said, I exceedingly fear and quake. It's talking about Exodus 19, right? But you are coming to Mount Sinai, Mount Olives, right? Well, Mount Sinai was first. That's where the, That's where the law was. And unto the city of the living Elohim, a heavenly, that's another key word, Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to Elohim, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Yahshua, the mediator, the mediator of a new covenant, new testimony, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. See that ye refuse not him that speaketh, for if they escape not who refuse him that speak on earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven. So, that's my tie-in with last week's New Covenant and this week's Passover unleavened bread. Uh, put these two pieces together. Yahshua, we're going to say that because he didn't die on the cross yet, still honoring the Old Testament ways, still honoring the law. Same concept, different format for us. So if you have any comments, I just hope that you reach out to my Exodus 19 uh, Facebook page and I also hope that I, I, I need you guys to tell a friend if you're liking what you're hearing tell a friend please help me build my podcast and you know I would really appreciate that so much so on that note have a good Sabbath Shalom.